Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics around business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are well and having an amazing week so far. This past week, I learned that I am not good at receiving. I think this is an issue that many females have because we're kind of unfortunately bred to be givers, nurturers, all that amazing stuff. But where it becomes not so amazing is when we're not able to receive as openly as we're willing to give. And my friend and I actually had a discussion about this on Saturday and we were just going back and forth about the fact that when people want to do favors for us, especially nice things out of the blue, it usually brings about this level of suspicion. Like, why are you doing that for me? <laughs> what, um, what's the reason, you know? And I think it's important to really just sit back and sometimes say thank you. Don't ask why they're doing it for you. If somebody wants to do it for you and you trust that they're sound of mind and responsible and able, there's no need to question because that can also be seen as an insult. Because I could just imagine how I would feel when I am just in the mood to do good and in whatever capacity I can and I were to do something nice for someone and the first thing they say is why. <laughs> I'd be like, because my heart told me to, and that's what I wanted to do, right? So yeah, I'm not that good at receiving and I'm getting to a place where I'm just learning to say thank you. Yeah, just show appreciation and not feel guilt or not feel unworthy because I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, why do you feel that you're not deserving of the type of love and care that you give to others? And figuring that out is really important. And as I get to unpacking and figuring that out, in the meantime, I'm just going to force myself to not question and just say, thank you. Thanks for your kind gestures. Thanks for your good deeds. I don't really understand why you're doing it, but since you've decided you want to, okay, <laughs> it works for me. I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were whatever you can do is enough. And yeah, with everything that's going on right now and the pressures to wanna activize or I don't think that's a word to show your activism in a way that everybody else is doing it or not even necessarily everyone else the way that it's most predominantly displayed in media don't fall for that trap do what is within your emotional mental physical bandwidth if it's signing protests I'm sorry signing petitions and that's what you can do. And you can spend three hours a day signing all the change.org petitions. Do that. If it's donating money, do that. If it's going to protest, do that. If it's writing articles, do that. If it's talking to people, do that. Whatever it is you're doing, don't don't look at what others are doing and feel inferior because it's the combination of all of the different levels of protest and activism that actually leads to the change that we want to see right so there's nothing that's actually too small as long as you're doing what you feel comfortable with with the right heart of course and 
doing it to the best of your ability, whatever that is. And there's a lot of posts about if you're not posting this, I'm really watching my friends who aren't posting. And that is a little bit one-sided. And it's also a little blind because social media, although it seems to be the center of the world, is not necessarily the only place where change can happen, right? And there are some people who aren't posting because they're not even on social media right now. There's way too much stimuli and it's not good for their mental health. But because they're not posting ads and retweeting and doing all of that doesn't mean that they're less than or that you should be watching them and judging. Let's all watch what we're doing and make sure that we're doing what we can within our capacity to affect change and just leave the rest. I Well, at least that's the way I like to look at it. I'm not in the business of forcing people to do things they don't want to do because then protesting becomes performative where people are just doing things because they don't want to look bad. They don't, companies are doing it. They don't want to look bad, put out that statement, but our board of directors still is quite white. Makeup artists, I'm sorry, makeup companies are really getting shaded right now because they're putting out these statements and people are like, you're putting out statements in support of people who you don't even make foundations to match their face. And it's like, oh, true. So you don't want to be performative. You want to do what makes you feel comfortable. And I think the pressure for individuals is not as heavy or shouldn't be as heavy as like um, corporations who have to make statements because that's huge, right? But do whatever you feel comfortable doing and know that when you're doing it from a genuine place and doing it from the bottom of your heart, it's enough. That's all we can do. This week, I wanted to talk to you guys about boundaries. Last week, I spoke a bit about boundaries in self-care, and I think that it's important to just quickly circle back to boundaries because boundaries are extremely important for your mental health and your quality of life. Boundaries are the fences that you put up as protection around your peace of mind. You got to have them there. (laughs) If you don't have boundaries up, People are going to trespass all over your life, trespass all over your peace of mind. And we really don't want that. We want to have boundaries set in place to ensure that at all times we're protecting ourselves from whatever is too much for us, you know, and, um, boundaries are important because of this. And I wanted to just bring you guys a few steps to help you create effective and healthy personal boundaries, especially with everything that's going on right now, we do need boundaries. Um, One of the things I'm noticing, and as I spoke about last week, is that I cannot really deal with violence. So one of the boundaries I personally set for myself is that when it comes to violent videos, I don't watch them. And if somebody sends me a violent video, I warn them not to do that again because I'm never going to watch it. I don't giggle or skirt around it. I just get straight to the point. So there are four steps to help you create boundaries. And the first one is to identify your boundary. You need to understand where you want to lay these boundaries. As I said, they're fences that you put as protection around your peace of mind. So you need to figure out what your where your boundaries lie so that you can know exactly where to put them, right? And one of the things I've noticed about boundaries is that there are certain things that 
are inherent that you know you don't like. You've been like that since you were a child. And there are some other boundaries that you do not realize are boundaries of yours until somebody crosses the invisible line. You get triggered and you realize that, you know what? I'm not going to let that line be invisible anymore. Thank you for putting me onto the fact that I need to put up another fence exactly where this is. So when you're identifying your boundaries, you need to find out what's inside your boundaries and what is outside of your boundaries. And it's important to be as definitive as possible. Let's not make blurry lines because when our lines are blurry and our boundaries are blurry, it's very hard for us to make sure that we're acting within them and letting people know what they are. And it's also very difficult for people to be able to understand exactly where our boundaries are. If your boundaries blurry and today I can get away with something tomorrow when I do the same thing and you get upset about it, it's going to be confusing, right? So try your best to figure out exactly where your boundaries lie, what's inside and outside of them and be definitive as possible. The second step is to communicate your boundaries. This, as I said, usually happens when it's been crossed, right? There are some boundaries that we know exist and we've already put up our fences and there are boundaries that we don't know exist until somebody crosses it. But in any case, when we communicate that our boundary has been breached is usually when it's been crossed. Most of us don't walk around saying, to strangers unprovoked. You better not swear at me because if you swear at me, that's crossing my boundary. It's it's kind of crazy. We all have boundaries, but we don't just go around announcing our boundaries, right? But when somebody does cross our boundaries, it's very, very important that we do communicate what our boundary is and how they've crossed it. You need to say what you don't like about what they did and what you need. For example, um, as I said, violent videos. I can't for the life of me. I can't death, all of that. It just rubs me the wrong way, hurts me to my core. And I don't have the emotional or mental bandwidth to handle that at any type of level. So a friend of mine actually sent me a video and I watched the video and it was really disturbing. I cut it off and I immediately deleted it. And I told her, Hey, don't send me those type of videos going forward because it makes me really uncomfortable and it's not good for my health. I understand that what's happening in the video is wrong, but you can talk to me about it. You don't need to send me that kind of graphic stuff. And at that point, she was like, okay, noted. I'll never send that to you again. And that is that is healthy communication, you know. I did not feel comfortable and I laid it out there. So whenever you are in a situation where your boundaries being crossed, say what you don't like, but then also say what you want. So in my example, I told her, I do not like any videos with violence. Please don't send those to me next time. So it's not just, I let her know what my boundary is. My boundary is anything that's violent is outside of my boundaries. And what I need you to do next time is to never send me that stuff again. And that is effective communication. It's not just fighting and saying, I hate when you do that because some stuff, people are not doing it maliciously, right? And that's the thing about our boundaries. Just because someone crosses our boundaries doesn't mean they're doing it in a spiteful, mean, vindictive way. Sometimes they're just wanting to inform you about something like with all the protests and all the rallies and everything going on right now, um, George Floyd's video of his death or his execution has been circulated and in my opinion over so 
over-circulated on the internet. That is not something I want to personally see. And I have not watched that video. I do not plan to watch that video. I am a poet. I write. I am good with description. People saying what has happened in that video is enough for me to paint a mental picture and be moved by it to do whatever actions I see necessary. I do not need to watch somebody being killed for me to be like riled up in emotion to like to propel my emotion to a place where I do or I take action. That's just not how I work, right? So understanding what you need and being able to communicate it is of the utmost importance. The third step is to be unapologetic. We as people with boundaries who deserve respect need to resist the urge to over-explain or diminish the importance of our boundaries. And I think this is where it gets tough. <laughs> when, especially when somebody's disrespecting you and they cross your boundaries, you know, usually gloves are off, you're about to give it to them, whatever happens, you're about to just yell at them, get angry, do all of that. But when people cross your boundaries through love, or through information and through ways that are not necessarily malicious, it becomes a little more difficult to really just be stern. But these are our boundaries. We need to be stern about them. You need to say, this is my boundary. As I said, this is what I need you to do. The one thing I've learned to do is to remove the word just. You know, I feel like I'm somebody who uses the word just a lot and I'm learning, first of all, through... I, th I believe it was Grammarly. Um, one of those editing softwares, I was applying for something. I put my application into the editing software and there was just red everywhere. And one of the main things that the software was yelling at me was the fact that I was super passive in my writing. And it's just like when you say, mm, what you did, I just kind of feel like I don't really want you to do that anymore. It's it's not you. It's just that it kind of makes me uncomfortable. We do not need to skirt. <laughs> you need to be unapologetic. This is your boundary. It's been crossed. And being unapologetic, I feel like sometimes it's misconstrued as being rude. But being firm is not being rude. Being firm is being firm. This is what I believe in. I believe it to be true. It's true for me. I want it to be respected. And I'm just going to tell you like that. You know, I don't need to say... Um, can you just next time not really send me those kind of things because it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. No, no, we're not doing that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Don't send that to me next time. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and this is one of the things that I think we really need to train ourselves about, right? Um, especially for women where anything you do is kind of seen as aggressive, especially black women. If if you're working with someone and you really lay down the law and you tell them what you don't want, it comes off as rude. Um, I had a coworker who used to actually tell me to empty the trash, which was not part of my job. And for a while, because of like um, corporate etiquette and all that BS, I would just kind of be like, mm, I'd ignore him. But now looking back and being this strong woman I am, I need to, I, if I could redo those situations, I'd go back and I'd be like, it's not my job description. I don't feel comfortable emptying the trash. If the trash is making you uncomfortable, maybe you should empty it or leave a letter for the custodian, you know, and doing that is 
or having that kind of strength shows respect for yourself. We need to respect ourselves and our boundaries. And in respecting ourselves, we, we have to show that we mean what we say and we say what we mean. The fourth and final step is to have consequences. And this goes right in tow with being unapologetic. You need to actually be about that action. <laughs> no one respects a fence just because it's there. They respect the fence and they have reverence for the fence because crossing that fence has repercussions. If there's a fence around something and somebody jumps over it once and nothing happens, you don't even get a, hey, get out of there. You're crossing the line. Next time, people are just going to take that fence as a little cardio, jump over it over and over again. And we don't want that to be what happens with our boundaries. And the only way to ensure that our boundaries are actually respected is to one, be unapologetic with them and two, have consequences. So if somebody is doing something that you really don't like and you let them know unapologetically that this is not what you like, go back to step two, you communicate it. So you say why you don't like it. You say what you need. Three, you say it unapologetically. The fourth has to be consequences. If the person thinks you're joking, they're like, ah, oh, don't mind them. They, they just kind of always say that, but they don't, if I send it again, they're just going to giggle. Next time they send it blocked, point blank period, they're blocked. And what's going to happen? They're never going to do it again. One, because they have no access to you. And two, if they ever get access to you, they're going to remember the last time they got blocked and they're not going to do it again. So it's really, really important to have consequences. It's just like parents who don't have smoke with their kids, right? You tell your kid not to do it. And next time they do it again and you and you brush it over, what happens is that you exacerbate the situation because you don't have the strength enough to you don't have the strength behind your words for anybody to take you seriously. And I think our boundaries, since they protect our peace of mind, we need to have the strength to back it up. If somebody is attacking my peace of mind with their behavior, I need to protect that at all costs. And at all costs means friendships over, situations over, HR called. No matter what it takes, you need to really set those boundaries and be unapologetic in doing whatever it takes to make sure they're enforced. So just for a little recap of the steps for creating healthy and effective personal boundaries, the first one is identify your boundary. The second one is communicate your boundary. The third one is be unapologetic. And the fourth one is have consequences. I know I speak in ideals and I just wanted to bring about some of the side effects of creating boundaries. I'm going to give you guys a positive one and give you guys a negative one as well. The positive one, because let's always start off with the good things, is that you gain confidence and peace. Of course, as I said, it's protecting your peace of mind, but the confidence that's gained in being able to stand firm in what you believe in and communicate it effectively, there is nothing like that because it really does take a lot to enforce boundaries, especially the boundaries that I said are not, that need to be enforced against somebody that is not being malicious or cold-hearted or mean it's very difficult to enforce it we have to create boundaries with our family we have to create boundaries with our parents we have to create boundaries with our siblings our significant others our co-workers some of these people are harder than others i'd say one of the hardest groups of people to create boundaries with is your parents in their eyes, you're always going to be their baby. No matter how old you get, that gap of y'all's age is going to always stay the same. So 
there comes a point where they'll maybe do something and you'll realize that this is my mom or this is my dad. And how do I really step up to them? And I think that's where it becomes important to understand how to communicate effectively because there are ways that you can set boundaries that are not going to be offensive. But when you do find that confidence to really say, this is important to me and I love you, but I love myself and my peace enough to not allow this to continue. It just gives you this level of confidence. Like now the boldness that I have because I understand my boundaries and I'm willing to enforce them at all costs. It just makes me feel unstoppable. But the bad side effect of that is that people may become upset. It's very, very difficult. And when you've lived your life in a way where you've had free access to somebody, where you've been able to do whatever you wanted to do and they laughed about it, the things that made them feel uncomfortable, they didn't speak about it. When that person decides to speak up, that can really shake that person's world. And people will get upset and people will also not want to talk to you anymore. Some people will even say, I don't even know who you think you are or go as far as to say, I don't know who's trying to change you or convince you that this is how you need to act. Because especially if you're someone with a, that had a fence with no alarm for most of your life, when you do decide to put that alarm on, put those guard dogs on and that um man in a tower to make sure that it's um it's what's that word you know sometimes words really <laughs> leave me that it's enforced people who have had access who could just kiss their teeth and walk through your fences are really gonna get upset about it um but that's just a part of life I really just think that we deserve to be around people who respect our boundaries as much as humanly possible, right? Unfortunately, there are some situations where we're stuck in that people are not going to respect our boundaries and we just have to learn to deal with them. But for the most part, we need to have boundaries. And the truth is people who have boundaries and who enforce their boundaries cannot be liked by everyone. And to be honest, people who are liked by everyone, chances are they don't really like themselves because it takes a lot to be a shape shape shifter. And that's what you have to be. You have to be a shape shifter to be liked by everyone because there are people over here who are going to have some opinions that are not the same as the people over there. And you're somewhere in the middle trying to appease everybody. But the truth is you can't really appease everybody because there's going to be moments where they clash. So if you don't stand for anything and you just kind of let everybody wander your boundaries, <laughs> not paying rent and not respecting, chances are you're not going to be happy. It's a lot of stress, right? And I am a firm believer in happiness. I don't want to live this life just miserable. And I don't think anybody wants to. And sometimes there are difficult steps that we have to take in order to ensure that we protect our happiness and protect our peace. And that is boundaries. So I really hope that that helps you guys and gives you guys some insight. It's 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 a really big deal to me. And that's why I had to create an episode all around it because as of lately, especially, I'm really realizing the importance of boundaries and how to set them for myself. And I'm noticing that as I continue to set boundaries for myself, even if there's an initial headbutting or a difficulty or an awkward silence, at the end of the day, I am so much happier. And I'm sure that the people around me know how to deal better with me because they know what I like and what I don't like, right? Even in high school, I think one of my biggest boundaries was that I 
never smoked anything. Till this day, I've never smoked anything. I'm not even patting myself on the shoulder. It's just a fact. The smell of marijuana makes me sick. So I would not put that in my mouth. And in high school, we I had a lot of friends. I'd say almost every single one of my friend group were smokers. And um, they would ask me, oh, do you want to come with us at lunch to go smoke? And I'd be like, no. And it got to the point where they realized they'd be like, we're going to smoke now. They wouldn't even ask me because I had set my boundary and they knew that there was no way that they could convince me. So instead of trying to convince me, they respected it and they did what they wanted to do and understand. And they understood that I wanted to do whatever it was I wanted to do. So yes, there might be some people who would say, oh, she's so stuck up. She thinks she's better than us, but that's okay. (laughs) If somebody says you think you're better than them, they need to ask themselves why they came to that conclusion. I really don't think that is our responsibility unless we're actually acting in a way that's oppressive to people and very egotistical. But there are just some people who will look at you and say, I don't know who she thinks or he thinks he is to take the risks in life and do what they're doing. They think they're better than me. You need to ask yourself why you have an issue. You know, that's not a me problem. But yeah, I'll just get right into our words to live by for this week. And our words to live by are, I deserve to be respected. Point blank period. And this goes all the way back up to what I learned last week. And this is all about boundaries. Many of us are unable to set our boundaries because we don't even feel like we deserve the respect from others. We don't feel like we are deserving of somebody listening to us and acting towards us in a way that we have dictated. But you do. And I think the moment that you realize, like you really sit down, what I want you guys to do is sit down this week and really just say, I deserve to be respected. Feel it mean it, understand it in whatever way you need to understand it. Take a look at your life and see the ways you're not being respected and understand that you deserve it and mean it to your core. And it's just going to open up and make things so much easier for you. When you realize that you deserve to be respected, you're not going to settle for anybody that's not respecting you. You're not going to settle for situations that don't serve you. You're not going to allow people to walk all over you and use your boundaries as a floor mat. It's not possible because you deserve respect. So anything less than that is an insult and you're not going to allow that to happen. So as I said, your homework for this week is just to take some time to really meditate and internalize the fact that you deserve to be respected. And the moment you do, I'd love to hear back from you guys. If you want to send me an email and let me know how this changes you and what ways that you've come up with or that you now notice that you're not being respected and how you're going to change that, I would really, really love to hear from you. So thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.